Fusion, the international science radio show. We have a bouncer and the doors of perception. The good, the bad, the ugly. It gets pretty exciting. The myths, the truths. Toxicology. Astro seismology. Magnetism. The dark side. Genetically engineered potatoes. Planetoid. Planetoid. I love that word. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome to Diffusion. I'm Ian Wolfe and I present to you a specially edited edition of the 32nd First Annual Ig Nobel Prize Awards from the Annals of Improbable Research. The prizes are awarded for scientific discoveries that first make you laugh and then make you think. Here's your host, Mark Abrams. Let's get it over with, ladies and gentlemen, whoever the awarding of the 2022 Ig Nobel Prizes. The Applied Cardiology Prize. Uh, winners are from the Czech Republic, the Netherlands, the UK, Germany, Sweden, and Aruba. The Applied Cardiology Prize is awarded to Alishka Prokashkova, Ilio Shakshi, Friederike Behrens, Daniel Lind, and Marischka Kret for seeking and finding evidence that when new romantic partners meet for the first time and feel attracted to each other, their heart rates synchronize. There is some research demonstrating already that couples who are married, they do synchronize with each other. And lots of research has been done that they tend to synchronize during uh, good moments but also bad moments so when they're fighting they can synchronize but also when uh, they're actually really nice to each other so yeah it happens both i'm really interested in this the the effects of synchrony on human behavior and decision making and uh, we are looking at effects of um, cooperation for example trust uh, and romantic interest i think it's a broader human connection mm mechanism not even human connection because i think lots of animals have it too humans synchronize on so many levels that they're not even aware of and uh, and it's also influencing their decision processes so it's quite fascinating because we always or we tend to think that we are rational beings but actually there are so many unconscious processes that are influencing have you ever been on a date and felt butterflies? This immediate spark with someone you just met? The question is, what is this spark? And how do you know that someone's attracted to you? We decided to put this question in test and invited 140 individuals to our dating cabin. When the date started, we measured couples' eye gaze, their facial expressions, their body language. We also tracked their heart rate and sweating responses. So what did we find? As it turns out, no single signal like frequent eye contact, smile or gesture were good predictors of people attraction. Not even raising heart or sweating were good indicators. And this is because people flirt just to be liked and raising heart can just mean somebody's nervous. So is there a way to measure attraction between two people? What we found was that it was the synchrony between physiological signals that predicted couples' attraction. More the couples synchronized their heart rate and sweating responses with each other, attracted they become to each other. The Literature Prize. 
The Ig Nobel Literature Prize goes to winners from Canada, the USA, the UK, and Australia. The Literature Prize is awarded to Eric Martinez, Francis Mollica, and Edward Gibson for analyzing what makes legal documents unnecessarily difficult to understand. Why is legal language so hard to understand? We set out by comparing the language in legal documents, things that people actually read, and what people are actually saying. Turns out, legal texts contain far more difficult to process features than other language. To evaluate whether these factors affect people's comprehension and retention, we conducted an experiment. We had people read a simplified contract excerpt or a legalese version. We found that people had worse comprehension and retention of the legalese. While this may not be shocking, it's important to know how difficult these features make language processing and why it's happening in the first place. This way, we can advocate for tractable and beneficial changes to society. The Ig Nobel... <laughs> The biology Thank you. The winners are from Brazil and Colombia. The biology prize is awarded to Solomeri Garcia Hernandez and Glauco Machado for studying whether and how constipation affects the mating prospects of scorpions. Right now, many animals are doing their best to avoid becoming food. In some species, individuals even sacrifice a body part to increase their chances of surviving a predatory attack. In South America lives a scorpion that can release its tail when grabbed by a potential predator. Consequently, they lose important structures such as the stinger, used to inject venom, and the anus. When this happens, a scar blocks the digestive system, and because the tail never grows back, tailless individuals suffer from constipation for the rest of their lives. To understand how scorpions cope with tail loss, we performed several experiments and found that, in the long term, tailless and constipated individuals become slower. Moreover, because it is very hard to paralyze large animals without using venom, tailless scorpions can only capture a small prey. Surprisingly, the courtship of males is not affected after tail loss, and females may even give birth, although they have fewer babies than usual. Therefore, releasing the tail to survive is worth it. Finally, we thank our founders and everybody who helped us explain the evolution of such an amazing and improbable behavior. The Medicine Prize. The winners are from Poland. The Medicine Prize is awarded to Marcin Jasinski, Martina Masiewska, Anna Brodziak, Michael Gorka, Kamila Skirawska, Jezlav Jedzwetak, Agnieszka Tomaszewska, Gregor Zbasek, and Emilian Snarski for showing that when patients undergo some forms of toxic chemotherapy, they suffer fewer harmful side effects when ice cream replaces one traditional component of the procedure. This work 
is about preventing a common complication of high-dose chemotherapy that you use prior to the bone marrow transplantation. You can prevent mucositis by sucking ice cubes. But who wants to suck ice cubes for many hours? We discovered that actually you can use ice cream, cool the mucosal tissue and get the same effect. So, we would like to thank our restaurant for providing us with free ice cream for this work. I would like to also thank all of the members of our team who first made sure that every patient prior to the transplant got the ice cream to prevent mucositis and later prepared the publication and were able to publish it with high impact factor. So thank you all and remember, ice cream to prevent mucositis, it's not an ignoble joke, it's actually evidence-based medicine. Thank you for the award. The Engineering Prize. The winners are from Japan. The Engineering Prize is awarded to Gen Matsuzaki, Kazuha Ohuchi, Masaru Uehara, Yoshiyuki Ueno, and Goro Imura for trying to discover the most efficient way for people to use their fingers when turning a knob. I'm a design researcher and also a product designer. How many fingers do you use to pinch and turn anything of this size? The diameter that changes from 2 to 3 is 10 to 11 millimeter. From 3 to 4 is 23 to 26 millimeter. And from 4 to 5 is 45 to 50 millimeter. Furthermore, aligning the thumb point straight, the other four fingers draw quadratic curves. In the field of design, there are many researchers studying such an unconscious human behavior. I hope that more designers will receive this award. You're listening to Diffusion Science Radio. Send emails to science at diffusionradio.com. We're brought to you across Australia on the Community Radio Network and podcast over the internet on www.diffusionradio.com. The Art History Prize. The winners are from the Netherlands, Guatemala, the USA, and Austria. The Art History Prize is awarded to Peter Desmet and Nicholas Helmuth for their study called A Multidisciplinary Approach to Ritual Enema Scenes on Ancient Maya Pottery. Through the reading of Maya glyphs on these vases, we know that there was an alcoholic beverage inside. And the alcoholic beverage taken rectally is, is something which still happens today. There are case reports in the literature from the United States, from Italy, from Japan, all people who took a, a, a high concentration of alcohol uh -huh. and then it doesn't go very well down there. It, it burns too much. Uh, have you tried so, this yourself? Uh, yes, but my uh, uh, supervisor said, don't go over 10% of alcohol, because otherwise you will have the same problem and you will end up in the literature as well. There are two explanations that I have found which uh, make it likely. One is, and that is the discovery by Nicholas, 
that there is vomiting going on in certain animacy. And if you vomit it, you can't keep it in. So that is, and then uh, a rectal administration is much better. The second uh, clue that I found comes from the, the uh, Shivaro Indians. You know, the shrunken heads in, in, uh, in, in South America, they have a, a, a really potent hallucinogenic drink that is to be taken by boys who have to become men and full members of the tribe. All the men of the tribe are, are uh, uh, yeah, in line, in two lines, and each novice must go from one man to the other to have a sip of the drink. But usually this is so intoxicating that they don't uh, get to the end of the line. And because it's essential that they bond with every member, the rest of the members give the drink as an enema. So that is a ritual. Uh, so there is a pharmacological reason to do it and there is a ritual reason to do it. I would like to thank the people behind the IG Nobel Prize, the late Emile de la Taille for drawing my attention to Maya enema rituals, the late Frans Nelemans for his willingness to supervise a most unusual thesis, my co-author Nicholas for his willingness to share his iconographic archive and expertise, and last but not least, my wife Anita who endured a long bout of do not disturb me just before our wedding. The Physics Prize. The winners are from China, the UK, Turkey, and the USA. The Physics Prize is awarded to Frank Fish, Jerming Yuan, Minglu Chen, Liebing Jia, Chanyan Ji, and Attila Insachik for trying to understand how ducklings manage to swim in formation. The prize will be presented to them by Nobel laureate Marty Chalfie. We are trying to bring this idea to the naval architects area. So we try to make the ships smaller, but smart, just like the maneuver of the ducklings. So we have a, just one big one in front but they can bring a train. So we got that idea, probably the sea train, so which can save a lot of energy. So that is something we learned from these ducklings. Or else have the, the boats go behind the mother ducks. Yeah, need to, need to go behind the mother boats. <laughs> That's the other idea. We can make the ships in, in duck shape from now on, and then big ship in a duck shape, smaller ship, ships in duck shapes, they follow each other. But I think, you know, really other area of application, of course, in, in warships when they are, you know, traveling in convoy and they can certainly follow the pattern that, uh, you know, the, given in the paper so that they can save uh, fuel. But in that case, would they be sitting ducks? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I definitely feel like a lucky duck. But let me just say, this is not my swan song. I will continue to waddle on and not be quacked up about it and feel like a dead duck. But let me just say to everyone, you're not doing science if you're not having fun.
You may probably see the ducklings are following the mother duck in a single fine line in our daily life. Why are they doing so? We try to find the reasons behind this phenomenon. We calculated the wave resistance on ducklings when swimming in formation. We found when a duckling swims at a certain sweep point behind their mother, the mother duck's waves help to propel the ducklings forward. The ducklings are serving the waves generated by their mother to save energy. More surprisingly, we found that this wave riding benefit could be sustained by the rest of the ducklings when swimming in single fire. Each duckling behaves as a wave passer, passing the wave energy to the trailing one. The first two ducklings, right behind the mother duck, receive the best pushing force. From the third ducklings in the queue, each individual saves the same amount of energy regardless of group size. It seems likely then that wave riding and wave passing are the principal reasons that waterfalls swim in this way. The peace prize. The winners are from China, Hungary, Canada, the Netherlands, the UK, Italy, Australia, Switzerland, and the USA. The Peace Prize is awarded to Junhui Wu, Shaboch Samado, Pat Barkley, Bianca Bersma, Terence Dores Cruz, Sergio Layakano, Annika Nieper, Kim Peters, Wojtek Shapiorka, Leo Tiokin, and Paul Van Langa for developing an algorithm to help gossipers decide when to tell the truth and when to lie. The prize will be presented to them by Nobel laureate Francis Arnold. It's my great honor to present this award to you because your work shines a light on the critical role of gossip in maintaining world peace. After all, gossip is the basis of promoting and sustaining cooperation. And your profound work gives us rules to live by, how to give and receive, and whether it's likely to be true or not. For this, I award you the Ig Nobel Prize in Peace. We spend a lot of time hanging out in bars listening. I have some exciting news. We won the Ig Nobel Prize for a model on honest and this one is gossip. Why us? It must be because a mathematical model on gossip makes you first smile and then think. Gossip is important in social life. It is how we learn about others' good or bad actions and it's crucial for human cooperation. Psst. The latest gossip is that we received the IB Nobel Prize. Is this gossip honest or misleading? I trust it. Our model proves it. Yay! Sometimes people may lie to others. Our model shows that gossip can be honest or dishonest, depending on how much the validatorious and the recipients of gossip. Hey, I heard our research got the Ig Nobel Prize. I don't know if I trust this. Yeah, you have too much stake in us believing that. We are friends. I care about you. According to our model, I'll only tell you the truth. Okay. I believe it now. Our paper with Jun Wee got the Nobel Prize. Wow. If so, we should definitely work with her again. But I know that you value her, Paul, and this story really benefits her. Is it really true? Well, okay, I may have been slightly dishonest. Overall, our model is the most brilliant paper in the last 50 years. Okay, now that. The Economics Prize. The winners are from Italy, 
The Ig Nobel Prize for Economics is awarded to Alessandro Pluchino, Alessio Emanuele Biondo, and Andrea Rapisarda for explaining mathematically why success most often goes not to the most talented people, but instead to the luckiest. And I'd like to mention that for two of the winners, this is the second time they have won an Ig Nobel Prize. Uh, maybe you could give us a, a quick summary of the first time you did it. Yeah, the first time we just uh, uh, did some numerical simulation to simulate the Peter principle. Uh, that is that uh, uh, you have uh, uh, inefficient, uh, incompetent people at the top of a group. And in order to face, to solve this problem, you have to adopt random promotions. Yes, with random promotions, we demonstrated mathematically that you improve the efficiency of your organization. So it's quite funny, but it's true. <laughs> Maybe some, someone in the world probably will apply, the, will apply this, uh, yeah. this strategy. We have a lot of examples of that. Our starting point, which is the most important factor to reach success, talent or luck? On one end, talent, like IQ and other human features, has a Gaussian distribution. On the other hand, measuring success with money, one finds a power law distribution of wealth with many poor people and a very few billionaires, as discovered by Pareto many years ago. So, could luck be the missing factor to get a very big success? To answer this question, we simulated the careers of thousands of people in a virtual world full of random lucky opportunities and bad accidents. The simple dynamics of our computational model reproduces the real Pareto's law and also shows that the moderately talented but very lucky individuals are always much more successful than very talented but unlucky ones. We also showed that it's possible to adopt efficient redistribution strategies in order to favor the success of the most talented people and to foster new ideas. The Safety Engineering Prize. The Ig Nobel Prize for Safety Engineering is awarded to a researcher from Sweden. The prize is awarded to Magnus Gentz for developing a moose crash test dummy. The prize will be presented by Nobel laureate Marty Chalfie. Thank you. Uh, Magnus, it's a real pleasure to meet you and to be able to present you with this prize. I wondered about the angle of incidence of the moose to the car, if that made a difference in terms of uh, the crash results. Most uh, drivers, they try to pass and to, to pass the moose in front of the moose because that's just what feels most natural at that point in time but they um, underestimate the pace that uh, the moose can set whenever they decide to try to cross the road so what would be actually the successful way in how to behave as a driver whenever you're in a close encounter with a moose is try to uh, steer the cars towards the the, the lighter end of the, the rear end of the moose. This is Magnus Gens from the Swedish West Coast. When I first started out, this was a really important topic that we knew very little about. And what's also important to understand is that the whole outset of creating this moose crash test dummy is to understand what kind of damages can be done to 
vehicles by um, these large animals um, out on the Swedish roads, or not only Swedish roads, but all the parts in the world where uh, these um, big animals reside. If you'd like to help the Ig Nobel Prize ceremony continue, maybe for another 32 years, please donate a little money. And if you want to discover more things, things that make you laugh and think, please subscribe to our magazine, The Annals of Improbable Research. You can do both those things at our website, improbable.com. If you didn't win an Ig Nobel Prize tonight, and especially if you did, better luck next year. Thank you, Mark Abrams. You can watch the full ceremony at improbable.com. And that's all from us this week on Diffusion. Are you a scientist, artist, biohacker or maker who'd like to be interviewed about your work? Would your company like to sponsor Diffusion? Send your contributions, opinions, helpful suggestions and donations to science at diffusionradio.com. That's science at diffusionradio.com. Please subscribe to the Diffusion Science Radio channel on youtube.com slash c slash diffusionradio and rate the show on iTunes. Tell your friends. Follow me on Twitter at Ian Wolf. I produce Diffusion, which is broadcast around Australia to 28 stations on the Community Radio Network, including Radio Blue Mountains 89.1 FM in New South Wales, 8 C in Alice Springs and Tennant Creek, 2MVR in Nambucca Valley, 3MVR in the Mallee Border Districts of Victoria and South Australia, City Park Radio 7LTN in Launceston, Tasmania, and 2XXFM in Canberra. Diffusion is narrowcast on Indigo FM 88 in northeast Victoria. Diffusion is syndicated globally on astronomy.fm. Subscribe to the podcast on the Diffusion website, www.diffusionradio.com. That's www.diffusionradio.com. And check the website for links, photos and videos about this week's show. If you enjoyed the show, you can explore more than a thousand previous episodes archived on diffusionradio.com, where the shows are labelled by keywords so you can focus in on the stories you want to hear. Make a donation through paypal.me slash ianwolf or join my patrons at patreon.com slash diffusionradio. I'm Ian Wolf. Join us inside your audio device of choice for more science wondering next week on Diffusion Science Radio. Science is fun. It helps you to learn, to know, and to appreciate. When you study science, you may go on field trips. You discover the marvelous interrelationships between all living things. You learn to read the history of the Earth as it is written in rocks and fossils. You find out what makes things tick. Everything from a molecule to a living organism. In the study of science is found the most useful and satisfying knowledge of man. Knowledge of his physical world, its past, its present, and its future. And in your moments of relaxation, now and in the years to come, you will find the study of science leading you into fascinating pursuits. Photography. Collecting. Why study science? Study science because you will find in the study of science a richer, more rewarding life.